Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. As we kick off our summer tour in Wicklow, we've pulled together a host of familiar faces and voices to tell us why Wicklow is so special. Uh, delighted to welcome journalist Valerie Cox, broadcaster Emer O'Neill, and gardener Jeremy Gavin uh, to the Paris Court Hotel. Good afternoon, folks. Good afternoon. Yeah, great, great to see you all today. Um, Valerie, what is so special about Wicklow? Well, I think Wicklow has everything. Um, I mean, we came to live in Wicklow over 40 years ago when our children were very small because we thought it would just be a wonderful place for them to grow up. And it has lived up to that. And that was before we even had the motorway coming down. <laughs> you know, but it is a wonderful county. You've got everything. You've got sea, yeah. you've got mountains, you've got lakes, you've got lots of secret places as well. You've got the... La- I think in, the, in some counties don't even have this anymore, but we've still got these wonderful small communities Communities. And the communities mm. do so much. For example, Dunlavin in West Wicklow. This weekend, they're going to have their 40th uh, uh, arts festival. And it includes everything, really high value stuff, absolutely wonderful stuff. And that'll be going on for three days, starting today in the village, on the village green. And, you know, every little town in the county seems to have that sort of thing, every village. So you're going to get this great friendship, camaraderie. There are friendly places to live. You know who your neighbours are. There's lots of lovely local organisations. And I think that's what makes Wicklow very special, that it still holds on to that, uh, that form of communication, Mm. if you like, where, you know, everybody knows everybody else's kids and so on. Um, You won't get that now. There's a country vibe to it then. Oh, but it is country. Yeah. You know, it's so close to Dublin and yet it is pure country. I'm not <laughs> sure I'd include Bray really. Yeah. Well, well, you're, you, Eimear, you're, you live in, in Bray. Um, is there that sort of non, because to me, Bray, and you can please correct me, is kind of an extension of Dublin in, yeah. in many ways. But, but is there that country vibe for you about it? Um, no. And I don't think anyone from Bray would ever claim to yeah. be, uh, country or have a any kind of a country vibe. Um, we're bona fide dubs I know I'm not only messing but literally like you can be in North Bray and have one foot in Dublin and one foot in Wicklow you yeah. know and hop back and forth um, but yeah no we have a beautiful community in Bray like when I think of Wicklow obviously I'm going to have to big up my hometown yeah um, so you obviously you have the likes of Brayhead you know the most it's just such a beautiful climb um, but you can also do the Brayhead walk from from Bray to Greystones which is fantastic lovely views um, and a of course, you know, when you get up to the top of Bray Head, you can look down and see the whole of Bray and out into Wicklow. Um, uh, the views are stunning and it's just, it's a it's a lovely thing. And I suppose the, the cross at the top is just kind of the icing. You know, you get up to the top, you feel like you've you've accomplished something wonderful. Um, but we also have uh, Festina Lente, which is a walled gardens um, in Little Bray. Uh, I believe it's free to go. Um, again, beautiful flora and fauna. They house um, horses, uh, equestrian centre there, um, and they do great work with the community, uh, mm. bringing in students and um, adults to, you know, to work with the horses in, in a sort of... Th- 
type of thing but if it's just really beautiful yeah. aesthetically yeah um and you know Kilrudry is is another absolutely stunning place so you've got the gardens there in Kilrudry then every Saturday uh, morning so from like I think it's 10 until 4 you have the markets there so there's stalls with local artists and local designers that are you know showcasing their works it's great to support local business and small businesses mm. um, and lovely food I got that sense today and I, like I, you know I'm ashamed to say when you've mentioned so many places and, and even off air today around Wicklow and so many of them I've never visited I have been to, to Bray and Greystones I should say and Dennis Gary who's back there this morning but there's an awful lot of independent um, premises and that kind of entrepreneurship that you you know the entrepreneurship that you yeah. see and, and that's like there's something very positive about really, that, isn't yeah, there? You know, it really brings the community together because yes, I've named a couple of just you know spots, but they're not their own entity. They invite the community to come in and you know be part yeah. of something, which is really beautiful. There's something lovely about going and, and visiting and seeing a hus- the hustle and bustle of people and seeing people you know. And I actually went to the Greystones Market um, last week. They they have a market on the Sunday down at the harbour, and again, just like. Fab stuff, you know. Um, I got a lovely headband. I got a garlic crusher, you know, just <laughs> the most random things. Yeah. But like again, just everyone's happy. The for. sun's out. Like it's a just it's a nice day. Yeah. We got a great a great day to come here to to visit for sure today. Just even the weather and the sun is just you know like. <laughs> the heat of it coming in through the window here as we're sitting in the foyer of the hotel. Jeremy, why is Wicklow home for you? It's home. Uh, we were living in London. We were, I was based in Portobello Road in Notting Hill. Incredibly busy outside the studio. We had the fruit and veg sellers. That became gentrified. We had a little baby and it was time to come home. So that's 18 years ago at this stage. Yeah. And Bre- uh, Kilmack and Wicklow, Kilmackanic and Wicklow, for me, just seemed to be the right space. What I miss in England was the sea. Uh, I was brought up in Rathfarnham, but you were never too far from the sea. Yeah. In England, okay, you have the river uh, in, in London, or you can same. go down to Brighton or whatever, but that's a trip. Yeah. To have the waves washing up against you is really magical. Uh, the hills and now the facilities. But I think one of the real, I think there's been a rediscovery particularly of Wicklow, for people like me who's lived here for a while or new people who've come in, COVID had a huge effect and people gathered. And Emer, if you go down on Bryce Seafront at six in the morning, there's a whole community, the car park is packed, which was never packed, and everybody of every age mm. is in swimming every morning of the year. Is, is that what it is? Like, uh, you know, the, the close proximity to Dublin, it affords you the opportunity to, you know, keep the, the Dublin job or work in Dublin. But I suppose I'm thinking of, you know, maybe many in, in our in our own kind of circle, Emer, who are at that stage of where you're trying to get in the property ladder and trying to buy and... And it, it, is it just, it's it's more accessible, is it more accessible in Wicklow? Yeah, I mean, it is so accessible. We're very lucky, to be fair. Like, we have the Dart and we have services and buses that run. Um, you'll find a lot of people, even as far out as, you know, going into even Wexford, out to Gorey. Um, because you'll find, you know, and I mean, Wicklow does stretch. You could drive an hour and a half, I'd say, and still be within Wicklow. Um, but it is an easy commute for people. I can't say the house prices are, you know, um, good on the pockets because I think as time 
is it's becoming an extension of Dublin mm. and it's what you know it's kind of melting further and further out um, but it is a lovely place where I feel like I can have a small community vibe uh, feel connected to people but also at the drop of a hat I can be in Dublin city centre you know I hop on the dart and in 45 minutes I'm in town. Do you think it gets enough recognition um, as a county on the national stage Valerie? No I don't I mean there's lots and lots of grants we should be getting and we're not and I the problem that we've tended to be lumped in with Dublin and I think our TDs our politicians they could be doing an awful lot more for the county I mean for example yes we're very close to Dublin we're Dublin's back door people come down here all the time but we end up with horrific traffic jams particularly around the beaches um, you know we're very well endowed as Dermot said with mm. beaches and people go down to the beaches the weekends and they leave their kids nappies behind they leave their smoking barbecues they leave they're rubbish. They camp on the beach, sometimes leave the tents, make horrible messes, and then they just clog up the roads, park their cars. And I wouldn't even call it parking. I call it abandoning their cars. Right. Although since the June Bank holiday, the Garda have taken a very strict yeah. thing with that, and they've you know they've been putting up signs and monitoring and towing away, which is necessary. Our access to the beaches in Wicklow beyond British Bay is not great because there are no, no enormous big car. Mm that you would need to service these people. I mean, British Bay, some of the farmers open their fields and so on. So I think we need a little bit more infrastructure without spoiling the place. And of course, we need more grants for things like that. Um, I think the people of Wicklow have rallied together wonderfully to produce the things you were talking about, like the markets and so on. Absolutely wonderful. And of course, over 10 years ago, I think 13 years ago now, the people got together because there was no hospital or no hospice in Wicklow mm. and they raised 10 million to build Wicklow's hospice, which has now been open for three and a half years. And that was done by the local community. I mean, apart from one big grant, most of it was done with little runs and coffee mornings, yeah. all of that kind of thing. You know, the people of Wicklow are very, very resourceful and they have lots of those. I can't even name them all, but there's lots of things like that. Community, voluntary affairs, which are funded by the people, run by the people. Mm. And I think that's terribly important. Do you think it gets enough recognition, Jim? Well, in one way, I don't think it does itself any favours because I think there is an inequality and something inequitable there. When we moved to Wicklow, you weren't, and I don't know if this is still the case, unless you were living here, unless you were born here, or unless you were in full-time employment here, you weren't allowed to buy a house. And I think that is probably still there. Only maybe two counties in Ireland have it completely illegal under European law where you're meant to be able to live uh, wherever. But nobody has taken the case. So I think we need a little bit more fairness, especially maybe inland in places like Bray and Greystones and Britis. Indeed, it's going to be very expensive to purchase a house. But there are communities maybe that mm. need new people in them, new life uh, uh, brought in. So we, maybe we have to look at that as well. Okay. What I would echo, though, is the sense of community. I'm in Kilmechanic and it's just, off the, it's just outside Dublin, really. But the sense of community and the sense of a rural community, even though it's divided by a motorway, yeah. is so strong. It does have its own identity then, Emer. Wicklow. Yeah, I think it does. And you're just talking there. You're, it's so true because 
literally, you know, I could be in my house and we're in an estate and we're in semi-detached houses, we're kind of on top of each other. But if I drive for five or ten minutes, all of a sudden I'm in the countryside, which is really beautiful mm. as well. And you kind of, you take that a little bit for granted and all the beautiful things that then surround us. Um, not long ago, we were up in Victor's Way and I just, honestly, if you haven't been to Victor's Way, you need to make sure you get yourself Put there. it on my list. It is 22 acres of just beautiful landscape, but they there are... Indian sculptures, hand-cut Indian sculptures that were sculptures that were actually done in India and transported back here into Roundwood's in Roundwood. Um, but honestly, it's a lovely day out. I, I think it's more geared towards adults. Um, some of the sculptures in nature, they're very vivacious, um, extreme kind of feminine touch to them. Um, and but it's a beautiful place. But yeah, I swear, honestly, like I mean, there are there is so much to do out here. Mm. I don't think we do get enough. Credit. Credit okay. for what what we have to offer, yeah. Yeah. The gardens even. You know, we've got Mount Usher, we've got the second botanic gardens um at Kilmacurra. We've got so many gardens all over Wicklow, and they're so well maintained and so well looked after. Yeah. And in one respect, you know, I would say Wicklow County Council has been good about looking after Wicklow and preserving areas, and they've just turned down a major planning application for a resort and spa, which would have been um, at uh, Maharamore Beach, directly across okay. from Wicklow Hospice. It's a special area of conservation, totally unspoiled, okay. and they've turned it down. Well, it's it's what you we talk about the, the Garden County of Ireland. Like, sure, it makes total sense, Chairman, that you <laughs> found home here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It has this extraordinary climate. Now we're really seeing an extreme of it today. I got an unbelievable day. Well, it's <laughs> an unbelievable day, but we get lots of sunlight. You know, we're going towards yeah. the sunny southeast, um, and there's a great tradition. Of God here, Kilroddery is it's a kind of Anglo-Irish-Dutch 17th-century uh, Baroque garden, one of the few in kind of pristine condition in these islands. It's really quite remarkable. Still in the same family hands after about 800 years, I, I think it is. Mm. It's an amazing place, and hence the, you know with Ardmore, all the movies that are made there. Uh, but e- even over at the other end of the county, you have uh, June Black's garden, Jimmy Black's uh, uh, garden, which are extraordinary, which are people travelling from all over the world to see. And Seamus O'Brien down in Kilmacurra, which is the offshoot of the National Botanic Gardens, one of the best horticulturists in the world. All here in yeah. uh, so Listeners getting in touch with us here today. This texter says, um, I'm, Hi, I'm lucky to be from and live still in County Wicklow. I feel it's the perfect mix of countryside. It's proximity to Dublin. My favourite place, though, Glendalough. Can't be beaten, mm-hmm. says this texter. Good. Another listener, unlike Donegal and Cork and such other places, <laughs> people tend to stay in Wicklow because it's a good commute to Dublin. So they're not forced out. They don't talk about Wicklow as much because of that. That's why it doesn't get the same level or enough recognition. And another listener says, will you please mention the Ockram Town and Country Market? It's the oldest one in Wicklow. Every Saturday, 10 to 2, slightly off the beaten track, but it is a wonderful drive through great countryside and again, just an hour from Dublin. Um, The one thing I'm, I'm yet to hear since I've arrived this morning, not that it's that long of a trek, but where does the Wicklow accent rank? In, uh, among the country's accents. What is the Wicklow I know. I'm yet, well, also, I'm yet to hear. It's but not great. Special, there? There I mean, are. You know, if you go to Ashford, for example, locals yeah. will call it Ashford. 
Right. And if you go to, <laughs> I'd be murdered for this. And if you go to Rathdrum, they'll call it Rathdrum, you know, like that. Uh, I'm not exactly right, but there is that sort of local inflection, isn't there, Dermot? There is, but there's also that Wicklow accent. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yet to hear we it. We all know so. it. I, I'm good at accents. I cannot go on. do it. I can't do it. I can, honestly, I cannot do it. Like, I can hear it. Right, and I yeah. know it when I hear it, but I yeah. I cannot mimic it. I remember we were doing there was a our town, and it was about Bray, and they wanted a real typical Bray accent, and so I, you know, I applied for the job. I'm talking away, and he's like, <laughs> "Well, now that's not not exactly the Bray accent we're looking for. We're looking for a real Bray <laughs> accent." And I'm like, "What? So I'm not from what? You're not Bray enough, Emer. Yeah, I'm not Bray enough, am I? <laughs> but there are even just it's funny even just within Bray, there are so many different. Yeah. Accents, and I know over the years mine has definitely changed. I think I was, I thought I was a bona fide dub back in the day when I was a kid. You know, you know, I really had a nice dub accent going on. You know, but as I've gotten older, <laughs> it's tamed a little bit. Uh, and I think the further you go, the more the accent changes. You know, and then yeah, when you're deep in the Wicklow. Sure, we know. Yeah. The, the, we, you know when you're there. <laughs> You'll hear an influx of very many other nationalities coming to Wicklow and living here. And I think that has really, I mean, Wicklow is a great county for yeah. welcoming people. I mean, way back years ago, a lot of uh, Kosovans um, came to uh, Baltinglass and that area. And the thing was, of course, they weren't allowed work or anything. And they used to wander around to the farmer's field, some of them, and just watch the work going on and watch the cows being milked and so on. And most of them went home in the end. And today we've got a large group of Ukrainians living in Greystones and they've been totally welcomed into the town. It's absolutely wonderful. But you've got a very good mix now of people Mm. in different areas. And I think probably maybe changing the accent yeah. a little bit too. Well, of course, it, it, it can like, water down is what, how my own is described uh, back in, in Donegal. But anyway, look, Adrian in Blessington says, when you're talking about Wicklow, there's a huge bias towards east of the county. Bray, Greystones, Arklow, it's evident politically as well. West, West Wicklow, I think, is poorly represented in all counts. Gordon to Adrian. Mm. Keep them coming into us, 87 106 Listen, you live in a fantastic part of the world we're lucky um, yeah you've can't complain no and, 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 and nor should you because it's beautiful and it's go out and enjoy today because um, I wish we could stay here for, for the entire uh, <laughs> the entire weekend Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk